So we haven't been in Matthew in a long time because November was kind of weird. Like we had different like uh, things that you could be going on. So we're back in Matthew, okay? And we're in chapter 17, um, verses 24 through 27, okay? And in this passage, uh, Jesus is here and Peter or Simon Peter is here. And then there's these uh, temple tax collectors, okay? And you know how there's like four different, if you know there's four different gospels, all written by different people. So there's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And sometimes the books have like overlapping stories of like different uh, miracles that Jesus has done or different places or things that he's done. Um, but they're just told like they have like little de- details that are different maybe. But this story that we're reading today is only told in Matthew's gospel. Okay. So here's, here's what we're going to think about today. Okay. Think about this as we, as we're learning today and as we're reading this passage, think about this question. How, how can you live sincerely or genuinely and with grace okay how can you live your life sincerely and with grace full of grace okay so let me read this passage it's matthew 17 verses 24 through 27 all right when they came to capernaum so jesus is with his his disciples and they're going to this town called capernaum the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to peter and said does your teacher not pay the tax and peter said yes he does and when he came, when Peter came into the house, Jesus spoke to Peter, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do kings of the earth take toll or tax? From their sons or from others? So Jesus is like, Jesus is like, well, who do the kings get their tax from? From other people? From their sons? From their family? Or do they take their tax from other people? Okay. And then Peter says, from others. And Jesus said to Peter, then the sons are free. However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook. And take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. Okay, let's pray. God, we thank you uh, just for this time together. We thank you for this night um, and just for the fun that we've got to have and uh, for the snacks um, and just being able to enjoy uh, this time together. And we ask that you would you would speak to us tonight, um, that you would move in our hearts and, and help us to know you more and more and, and help us uh, to know uh, and, and not just go through the motions or do things because we feel obligated to, but would you help us to genuinely love you and desire to, to live for you and love you and those around us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let me just recap the story real quick, okay? So Jesus and his, his disciples come to this town called Capernaum, and then there, there, there's this temple. I need to split you guys up again, huh? All right, well, there's this temple the temple where, where the Jewish people come to worship, okay? And every year they take this little tax from all the Jewish people in order to ki- upkeep, keep the temple like going, okay? And it's a very, it's a very little, little tax. It's like two days wage for the whole year. So if, if, if you, it's like if you make $100 a day, you gotta pay $200 for the whole year. Once, a, once, a, once a year to the temple, okay? So it's not, it's not like a very burdensome tax for the people. But there's a tax in order to keep the temple, uh, held and kept uh, all, all nice and good, okay? And then the, the people who are collecting this tax, who are with the temple, they go to Peter, and one of Jesus' disciples, and they say, does your leader, does your master pay the tax? They're, so they're talking about Jesus. They're like, does Jesus pay the tax, the temple tax that he's supposed to pay because he's Jewish? And Peter says, yes, of course. And probably these people that were coming and asking Peter, they were trying, they're probably trying to like trap, trap Jesus and, and be like Peter and try to get Peter to be like, no, he doesn't pay it because he doesn't need to. And then the, and then the temple tax collectors would be like, oh, well, we got him now. 
they'd have something like to accuse him with, okay? But Peter's like, yes, of course he, he pays the tax. And then Peter goes into this house and Jesus is there and Jesus asks him this question. He says, who, what do you think, Simon? Or what do you think, Peter? From who do the kings of the earth take toll or tax? So Jesus is like, who, the kings, the kings of the earth, like who do they make pay the taxes? Do they make their own family or do they make like the regular people in the kingdom, right? I mean, what, what makes more sense? A fam, like your own family to have to pay the taxes or the people in the kingdom? What do you guys think? The people in the kingdom, right? Because your family's your family. You know, that's like my, that's my family. And that's what Jesus is like. He's like, no, the, of course not, the family doesn't pay it, right? They take it, they take the tax from others. And, and Jesus is kind of like saying, is kind of com- drawing this metaphor or this example to kind of show that, like the, the temple was where God's presence was. And that, that's like God's people. And Jesus is like, we don't need, we're not obligated to pay this tax. We don't need it because we're a part, we don't need to because we're part of God's family. But then Jesus is like, but so that we don't offend the temple tax collectors and the people there, go and get the money and pay the tax. And Jesus says, go fishing and there's going to be a fish with a coin, a shekel in its mouth, which is enough to pay the tax. Okay, so that's kind of a summary of what's going on here. All right. Um, I'm, before before talking further, I'm going to tell you two stories. Okay, or two two examples. All right. One is um, when I was younger, my mom used to make chore charts for us. When I, anyone anyone here got a chore chart ever in your life? You did once. That's how it kind of go. It'd go through seasons. My mom would be like really hardcore on the chores, and then I think she'd get fed up with us being like, I don't want to do my chores. And then and then all one Saturday she'd feel rejuvenated again and the chore chart would be refreshed. And we'd be like, ah. Oh. Alright. But we had to do chores growing up. And I, I, I did not like doing chores. Like I didn't do it because I actually wanted to. I did it because I felt obligated to. Right? Because I didn't want to get in trouble. I felt still now. Still now. I have chores to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've still got chores. Still got chores. Not a chore chart yet. Not until I start when I start slacking a little more, maybe it'll be an official chore chart. But I did the chores because I felt obligated to, okay? But then, and then take this example, okay? When I was in college, um, there were like different intramural sports you could play. So it wasn't like the official sports team, but it was just like sports you played for fun. And a bunch of my friends wanted to play flag football. And I don't really like football. I never played football before. Sorry, Gabby. Sorry, Mia. Okay? Football. Um, but I, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to play football, but I, but then I was like, no, I want to play because all my friends are there. And I did, I wasn't, and then I went and I was a star on the football field. All right, Cass? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I loved it. It was like the best time. And I didn't, I didn't end up playing football because I, I was, I felt obligated to, but because I genuinely wanted to, like I sincerely wanted to play football because my friends were there and I, and I loved it. Right. I didn't do that out of obligation, but because I, I actually wanted to. Okay. And I think, I think Jesus is, is kind of getting at something similar here, okay? How do we, Jesus is, like the question I asked us before, Jesus is raising this question in us, okay? How do we, how do you all, and how do we all move from a place of just going through the motions in our faith, or doing things out of obligation in our faith, to, to actually, like, a sincere desire to know Jesus and to love him, and to grow with him, okay? Jesus is, I think, getting at this question here, okay? And I think, the, the first way that Jesus shows us that we can move from like an obligation of faith or feeling like just going through the motions to actually a sincere desire and want for Jesus is Jesus reminds us that we belong to a family. Okay. We belong to a team, a group. We belong to God's family. Okay. 
Jesus, Jesus actually, he calls us children of God and he, and he tells us that we're, that we are free. And he says this right when Peter comes to him and Peter's like, and Jesus is like, who do you think should pay, uh, the temple tax? The king's family or the, the other people in the kingdom? And Peter's like, the other people. And Jesus is like, yeah, the king's family shouldn't have to be obligated to pay this tax, right? Because they're family. They're part of God's family and there's, there's no obligation for them to pay this tax because of it. And I think Jesus is hinting at something, right? That any, any good family, a, a good family is built on love, right? And grace and relationship, right? There's a, 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 a healthy family isn't built on like obligation, like, oh, you do this for me, so I'm going to do this for you. Or it's not built on like guilting up those around us. Like, hey, if you don't do this, you're, you're a bad son or a bad daughter or you're a bad mom if you don't do this, right? That's, that's not what a healthy family is, is built on. And I know all those things happen in all our families because none of us are perfect, right? All our families and we are all broken. We are broken. We, we contribute to our families. But also a good family and, and probably a lot of us get to experience this too. A good family is built on love and grace and relationship, right? Not obligation and just going through emotions and doing things out of guilt or just feeling like we have to, right? And I think that when we realize this, okay, when we realize that we belong to a good family, to God's family that is built on love and grace and relationship and actually knowing and not just going through the motions and being guilted into doing th- these things, when we realize this, we actually begin to be changed. We begin to change, okay? Um, and I kind of have an example of this, okay, with my own family. When I was in high school, anyone 17 here? Anyone just get their license ever? Yeah? Oh, oh, Gio, you got your license? Are you 17? 16. <laughs> Danny, you are not 17, bro. Um, but when I was 17, okay, I just got my license, okay, and I was so pumped just to explore the world. I was like, I'm just going to drive around and tear it up, okay? But very safely, okay, very safely. I, I, was, I, was, a, I was a safe driver. Um, but it was a week after I got my license, and I was going to go visit my friend who lived in, like, Long Valley. So it was, like, 35 minutes away, 40 minutes away. For me, and I was, this is my first time like going by myself somewhere that, that far, okay? And it wasn't really far, but it was the furthest I've ever gone. And I'm about five minutes from my house, okay? Driving down Main Street in Wharton. And I, t- I take this turn, okay? I have my GPS on, okay? Sitting, sitting here. This was before I had the cool thing up here, okay? I had it sitting here. And my GPS, I'm going around this turn and my GPS says, turn left. But there was no left turn to be taken, okay? Because this was before, you know, I was I was in the world for a while, and I knew turn left didn't mean like right now, okay? Uh, so I looked down at my GPS to see like where the left turn is, and and instead of instead of the turn got a little sharper, and I was turning, but the turn got a little sharper, and I hit the curb, and of course where I hit the curb was a light, not a light pole, like a power line pole. Right there. So I hop the curb a little bit. My tire explodes and my, my hubcap flies out into a field. And, I, and then I hit the corner. I hit the pole on the front corner of my car. I'm sitting. No, Danny. Danny, find a new ride home. That's true. You should. Um, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm so sad. I'm like, what? What is my dad? I got to call my dad because like this is his car. It's my dad's car. It's not my car. And so I call my dad and he's like, OK, I'll be right there. And he was so cool about it. And then the police shows up because like I damaged public property kind of, you know. And so they give me, they give me a ticket for like damaging property. I'm like, I'm a good kid. And, 
and I'm sitting there, and then there's like the whole damage to the car that needs to be fixed, and I get home, and I come downstairs, I, I go upstairs, and I get like a bunch of money from my piggy bank, okay? And I'm, I'm like, Dad, I think this is how much the, like the deductible costs for the insurance. And he was like, he was like, no, don't, you don't have to pay it, it's okay. And, and I was like, I, I was very touched by that moment, but I think, I share the story because I think there are moments like that, and plenty of other moments like that in my family that were like built on love and grace and relationship. My dad didn't like be like, oh yeah, you owe that and more. You know, like you're a terrible driver. He didn't, there's nothing that he ever did that made me feel like guilty or terrible. Luke right now is making me feel pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah. My mom never told me that. Yeah, I had no one next to me. Uh, I'll, I'll learn. That's that's a good, that's good. But but I think there are moments like that and plenty of other moments where my dad like showed me grace and love and, and like the relationship I had with him was like built on those things. And so it wasn't just that one moment, but moments like that throughout my entire life that changed me. You know, like when I was younger, I didn't like I hated doing chores like I shared before. But then as I got older and as I was changed just by this loving and gracious relationship with my parents, like I was like, I want to serve my parents now. Like I want to wash the dishes after dinner. I, 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 yeah, weird, right? Yeah, no kid ever, except for me. Like I want to do these things, <laughs> except for me. But no, but I was like in high school, okay? And I was like, I want to do these things because, because genuinely because I love them. Because, because, because I, it, it wasn't just an obligation like when I was a child, but because I've been changed by this this family that I get to be a part of. And now it's like a genuine desire to love them. And I think Jesus shows us is trying to show us something similar in this passage. He says that we belong to a family and we're not obligated to, to pay this tax or, or do these things. We're not obligated to have a relationship with Jesus, but we get to belong to this family that is built on love and grace and relationship. And so we can have, out of that, we can, a, a genuine desire can be built and grown in us to actually love him and love those around us. You know, like when we realize that we're actually in a family that cares about us, that we have a, a good father who cares about us and loves us and, and desires a relationship with us, we're changed by that, right? And that's what I'm trying to get at here. And I think Jesus is, is, showing, us, is showing us that here, Right? All right, so we belong to this family and we're free, okay? And in this family, we, we care about loving those around us too, right? And, and, and we care about being gracious examples for the people around us. And, and I think Jesus uh, shows us this, okay? We don't, want, we don't want the people around us to be hurt or annoyed or uncomfortable, right? Because our family is built on love and grace and relationship. And Jesus shows us that here, right? He says, no, the sons are free. You're free. You're not obligated to pay this tax. You're not obligated to love me or, or do these things. But you, a genuine desire can be built up to love me, to love Jesus and have a relationship with him. And then he says, but you are free. Okay, you're free. You're not obligated to do these things. However, Jesus says to Peter, you don't have to pay this tax. However, so that we don't offend the people who are there, who are, who want this tax, and who don't really understand that we, we're not obligated to pay this tax. In order so that we don't offend them, go and pay the tax to them. Right, Jesus is like, no, we're not obligated. We don't have to pay this tax, but let's pay it, just so that the people who are there don't get offended, so that they're, so that they're, it's not like a stepping stone, so that we can be a good example for them, right? And and I think uh, what Jesus is trying to get at here um, is is like, 
Jesus is, is asking Peter to put himself aside, to put his own desires. Like Peter's probably like, if we don't have to pay the tax, I, I don't really want to pay the tax. You know, I don't want to give up two days wage because I earned that money. You know, but Jesus is like, no, put yourself aside. Stop thinking about yourself and, the, and let's go serve these people. Let's be a good example for these people. Let's go out of our way to cater to their needs and their desires. You know, let's pay this. Jesus is like, let's pay this temple tax, not because we have to, but because we actually love these people who are asking us for it. And I think I think what Jesus is trying to show us here is another thing, another way that we're changed, that we can go from just going through the motions to a genuine desire in our faith and to love Jesus and love those around us, is that Jesus is telling all of us to stop thinking so much about ourselves. Probably all of us, we, we think about it. I think about myself a lot. Whenever I see a mirror, I think about myself and plenty other times, okay? And Jesus is like, no, when, when, we, when we stop thinking so much about ourselves and we actually think about the needs of others and we move from a place of, we, we can move from a place of like insincerity to genuine love for them, right? Like, I'm, um, when I was, or like, okay, who, who's, who here has been on, on a mission trip before? Like ASP or maybe another mission trip or, or maybe you've just been, not even a mission trip, but, but maybe you've just been to like a, a service opportunity somewhere, Okay. When you come back from that service opportunity, do you, do you find yourself in a good mood or a bad mood? Oftentimes a good mood, right? Even sometimes, like when Cass and I will be going somewhere and maybe I like an, I was annoying her and she's annoyed for like probably good reasons. And then we're, but we're like, we need to like pull it together for a little bit, you know, because we're going to this place and we need to like act like adults. Um, and then we go there and we're like actually asking about other people's lives and other people are like talking to us and telling us about their lives. And then we leave and we get back in the car. And we're like, what were we even arguing about? Like, we just had a great time because we got to hear from these other people. Like, when, when we actually stop thinking so much about ourselves and we think about other people and we care for pe- other people and, and we love the other people around us, there's something, like, that happens in us that, like, begins to change us. And, and, and I, think, I think that's because we, were, we, were crea- we weren't created just to be, like, inward people and just be thinking about ourselves and care about ourselves our time. But God actually created us to love those around us and care about those around us. And so when we function in that way, like when we when we don't think so much and we're just like thinking all the time about ourselves and doing everything for ourselves and we're actually doing things for other people and thinking about other people and loving other people, we're functioning in the way that God created us to function and to live, right? So I think Jesus is showing us something that like when we function best when we pour ourselves out for others. And, and then eventually, like bit by bit, we're transformed from serving out of obligation. You guys ever went and served somewhere because your parents made you? But then you came back home and you were like, okay, that was actually a great time. You know? I know I have. Um, we, but we move from a, just a little bit, Jesus changes us from serving out of obligation to actually genuinely desiring to love those around us and to love God. Okay? So just think about this question again, okay? How can you live with sincerity or, or genuine love for God and grace? How can you live like that, okay? You are part of God's family, okay? And, and his family is based in love and grace and relationship. And out of that will blossom when we actually realize that and we, and we believe that and we know that out of that will blossom a genuine love. And also, you are, we're all created to pour ourselves out for others, just like Jesus did, his life and his death poured out for others. Right? We're, we're made for that. And we function best. And we function most genuinely 
and most in line with how we're created when we do this. All right, so those are all just things to think about. Uh, let's pray, and then we're going to go and, and do uh, some small groups for a little bit of time. Jesus, uh, thank you for thank you for bringing us into a family uh, that is uh, not based in guilt. There's no guilt or obligation or just going through the motions of trying to please you and you never being satisfied. But we belong to a family with uh, a good father who 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 loves us and shows us so much grace and, and desires a relationship with us that you you desire to know us. We thank you for that truth and we ask that it would change us um, and that you would change us just bit by bit that we wouldn't uh, that more more often than not we wouldn't just go through the motions but we would genuinely desire to know you and to love you and to love your people. We pray all this in Jesus name. Amen.